This episode of the New Hampshire Business Show is sponsored by Everlasting Capital. If you're a small business and you need money in a bank and won't give it to you, Everlasting Capital is here to help. In as quickly as a couple of days, you can have the funding your business needs for new equipment or anything else you can need the capital for. So submit your application today and see how they can help you out. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the New Hampshire Business Show. My name is Chris Pastrana, and today we're here with Devin Pratt of Devin's Holistic Wellness. How's it going? Good. How are you? Doing great. Wonderful. My voice is back. Things are moving in a Yay. good direction. So it's great. So let's get started. Uh, tell me about yourself and what you do. So um, again, my name is Devin Pratt. Um, I am a master certified holistic nutritionist, mm-hmm. um, and I have a wellness business called Devin's Holistic Wellness. Um, it basically stemmed from um, necessity. So I started kind of addressing my own physical issues um, a while ago. And as I kind of went down that journey, I realized that I was figuring out some things that were really important and really powerful. Um, And once you learn things that can really affect other people like that, uh, you can't keep it to yourself. So I went back to school, got um, got the education behind me, and uh, combined with the about 15 years of obsessive research, um, you know, had enough information, I felt, to be able to offer people something really valuable. Good. So I've heard of wellness coaches, all mm-hmm. types of nutritionists. How does holistic kind of work into this? So holistic is a little bit different than the traditional method because you're dealing with um, mind, body, spirit, basically. You can't separate your mind from your body. You can't separate your spirituality from your mind or body. Mm -hmm. So um, as you're addressing things, instead of just looking at your symptom as a symptom, you're looking at the entire person um, as a whole. So when people have specific health issues, oftentimes it can have something to do with things that are not necessarily physical. So if you have uh, digestive issues, the immediate response might be to see what foods or, you know, what physical um, issues would be causing that. I tend to look at that and then kind of, you know, expand out. So we're looking at, you know, maybe you have some new stress in your life. Maybe you have things going on that are conflicting. And so your stomach is an area that tends to kind of take the brunt um, of a lot of different things. And so, you know, we can't just look at things from a physical standpoint because it's not, it's all connected. Hmm. Very good. Thanks. (laughs) Because... I always get, I'm always interested because uh, holistic is one of those words that it gets thrown around a lot. It does. And sometimes I have no idea what they're talking about. Yeah. So it's good that you at least know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think the last one I heard was holistic, like social media marketing. I'm like, what are you talking about? Oh, huh. So I thought it was interesting. I hadn't but, heard of that. <laughs> yeah, that's a new one. I'm yeah, like, oh, great. Is. Everything's holistic. Right. <laughs> um, so let's do that a little bit because I know you said mind, body, spirit is kind of important mm-hmm. when you're flowing into these type of things. When you think about wellness, nutrition, you typically think about body. Mm-hmm. How, do, how does that kind of work in with that triangle? So um, maybe you could expand a little more on what you're, what you're looking for. Yeah. Sorry. All right. So when, like I said, when, when you think about nutritional wellness, it's often, like, it's pretty physical. Yes. Like you said, it, you're yeah. working on your body, you're working on what the food you take in and all that type of stuff. Definitely. But you're talking about looking at it from 
a, a bigger picture. Yeah, the person as a whole. Yeah. Yeah. So you want to go into that a little bit and how that kind of works? Because most people don't look at it physically. Right. Yeah. So like I was kind of mentioning before, the components all play off of each other. Mm -hmm. So if you can, um, you know, make sure that you're, I always think of it kind of as a tripod. So the different aspects of your mind, body, spirit, um, if you're not paying enough attention to one of those legs, your entire yourself, mm -hmm. your, your entire self would be off. Yeah. Um, and it can cause disease, it can cause all sorts of things. So it's really important to make sure that you're looking at all of the areas of your of yourself like that. Um, you know, and making sure that you're taking care of all of those areas in order to make sure that the three legs of that component kind of keep you steady, keep yeah. you solid. So, yeah. No, I know. So, earlier on, you talked about a lot of this came out of necessity because mm. it's, it's kind of your personal journey. Um, Want to go on that a little bit? Sure. Wherever you're comfortable. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's, it's actually a huge part of, um, you know, why I, I love what I do because... Mm. Um, I guess about 15, maybe 17 years or so at this point, at this point, um, doctors started telling me that I would be in a wheelchair by the time I was 40. Yeah. Um, I have a degenerative spinal condition mm -hmm. and, uh, I've had nine levels fused with hardware, cages, rods, screws, that mm -hmm. sort of thing. Um, I also have three titanium rods in my left SI joint, um, a couple forms of arthritis, some digestive stuff, ulcers, that sort of thing. Um, so for the last almost, you know, almost two decades, it's been a journey of trying to balance what doctors were telling me was going to happen and fighting back with what I knew to be true, which was I have a bigger purpose here. I'm not, um, you know, if a wheelchair was, was how things were supposed to go down, then that's how it'll go down, and I'll figure out how to have a, a great life in a wheelchair. But I've also known that there were there must have been things that I could control. And as my body deteriorated, I realized that I was handing over all of my power to doctors and uh, pharmacists and you know medical professionals. Yeah. And in doing so, I was completely powerless. I was completely hopeless. And, um, you know, I had, no, I had no sense of control over anything that was happening in my life. And I think a lot of people can, you know, can really relate to that. So since every doctor in the last 20 years or close to 20 years has told me that I would be in a wheelchair, um, you know, they've said uh, you will deteriorate progressively to the point where you won't be able to hold yourself upright and, uh, you know, the pain will get progressively worse as well. Yeah. And knowing, you know, knowing that this was a hereditary condition, um, I have an aunt that has had her 22nd spinal surgery. Uh, my grandfather had the same condition. Um, he ended up taking his life uh, as a result of the pain, you know, becoming too much. Yeah. So doctors are telling me that there's no hope, that it's going to get progressively worse. You know, I have family members with the same condition that are not, you know, having a very good time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I was completely at my worst point. And I reached a point, actually, where, you know, I had been given massive quantities of opiates. And, you know, they just kept 
every time I would go, they would give me more, give me more, give me more. And I didn't realize that my body was completely addicted to these pills. You know, I thought that, you know, this was the thing that I had control over. Yeah. You know, this was my tool. And, uh, you know, one night I, I had a very bad experience and I ended up um, overdosing. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was definitely my one of my major, major turning points. Yeah. And as cheesy as it sounds, um, you know, I feel like when they revived me with the paddles, you know, they, they brought back something that was a lot bigger than, you know, just a heartbeat. This was, um, this was a time for me to figure out why I was still here. Yeah. And uh, so I, I started making some small changes, but I really didn't have any direction with that. Um, and uh, so I remember I had received some blood work and I was standing in my living room looking at these blood work results and um, I did like a quick five-minute Google search on what the little, you know, the, the measurements meant and what they should be. Yeah. And I realized in that moment that, um, you know, I was completely deficient in every vitamin and mineral. My yeah. body was completely starving. So, of course, of course it wasn't going to be functioning the way it needed to. Yeah. Um, when I realized that, I said to my husband in that moment, um, you know, people in my family have this condition, and if I don't do something about this, you know, this isn't going to end well, you know, and it's time for me to fight. Yeah. It's time to fight. So I made it, made, you know, some small nutrition changes and got extremely drastic results, like, mm. like big time drastic results. Yeah. And uh, that was all I needed. You know, that was the signal to me, like, okay, this is the right path. This is this is where I'm supposed to go with this. And the more changes I made and the more improvements I saw, the more empowered I felt. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you really get out of the victim mindset yeah. and into a mindset where you not only feel like you can help yourself, but then you start turning outward and you, you try to see who else you can offer assistance to. And I think because we're all struggling in our own way, um, it's amazing to have gone through so many different experiences, so many different um, ailments, you know, physical issues. Because when I'm sitting in front of a client and I'm able to say, you know, I get it, I really do understand what you're going through. Um, that's that makes a big impact, you know, on the relationship that I then have with my clients. And, um, you know, it's, it's been a game changer. You know, I've, I've been able to do things that I never, ever, ever thought I would be able to do. And, uh, you know, one of the things that happened last year, I turned 40. And because they said that I was going to be in a wheelchair, I did a 5K because screw you. <laughs> um, and that was a really powerful moment for me. That's good. There's there's a lot that I found fascinating about this, and of course there are always diseases that just come up. You can't yeah. you can't do anything about that. Yeah. But it's amazing how our diets drastically impact health, and you can see that across the board if yeah. you look at the country as a whole. Um, obesity, all of these things are very directly linked to our diets, yeah. and a lot of diseases are exacerbated by this too. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's very interesting to see that 
again, you have drastic results where you just, you, if you start with that one thing yep. and it's, it's, it's literally as simple as what you put in your mouth, yep. you can drastically change your health around and become much, much healthier. Yep. So I, I find that very, very fascinating. And what I always tell people, you know, is because their first response is, well, you know, I want to make changes, but it's it's too hard. I can't do it. I'm going to be miserable. I have to give up everything. And, uh, you know, one of the one of the huge things that I tell people is if you're eating, um, if your diet sucks, that's that's not a thing that needs to happen. Um, Your food should make you happy. You know, it should make you feel good when you eat it. You know, it should be comforting and fulfilling. And, um, you know, all of the things that we look for in food, you can still have all of those things. You know, it's about replacing, you know, certain ingredients that aren't serving you very well and uh, throwing in some stuff that's maybe going to do you a little better. So I always tell people, if things suck, then we need to make changes because this should be fun. And uh, I think a lot of people are surprised by that. So it's nice to nice to surprise people. Yeah, and I like again throwing back to what we were talking about earlier, like the personal responsibility approach mm-hmm. to it, because a lot of people throw that out. They're like, "Oh, I can't do anything about it. Yeah, it's someone else's responsibility. It's yeah. someone else's fault." But at the at the end of it, you put the food in your body. You should be managing that. <laughs> well, and and I agree with you completely. And um, you know, a lot of people have a lot of. I guess negative thoughts about themselves for the choices that they've made, and uh, you know that's that's not going to serve you either. That's that kind of shame or that guilt or that you know. I I in the incoming um, paperwork that I do with people, the very first time we meet, uh, because I do pe- meet people in their homes for their consultations, uh, which is slightly different than a lot of a lot of places. I ask you to get pretty vulnerable with me, and to do that in a clinical setting would be, you know, not as nice. Yeah. Um, so when I go into people's homes and I meet their families and I, you know, I see their environment, one of the things that I ask them to do is tell me, tell me how bad it is. You know, tell me about sitting in the closet at three in the morning eating an entire package of Oreos. Like, tell me about that. And then let me respond because when I don't respond in a judgmental way, when I don't respond in a, you know, that's so horrible kind of way, it can reset things for you. You can set that down Mm -hmm. because it's not gonna help you moving forward. So you set down the guilt, you set down the shame, leave it there, we'll address it. Let's move forward though, because this isn't a nice space for you to be in. So let's move forward and get you to, to, you know, feeling better and and doing Mm, things that are gonna make you feel like you're in the right direction. Yeah. Yeah. That's very good. Now, I'm trying to think of where this question without getting political. Because um, <laughs> I always say, nope, it, this is really about politics, but this, especially when it comes to diet and stuff, yep. politics kind of spreads into everything. Of course. So, a lot of today, I, I see this all the time online, mm-hmm. there is a push to make, again, body positivity is important. But at the same time, you have to be able to separate the good from the bad. Yep. So people are like, oh, no, I'm beautiful no matter how I am. Mm-hmm. But then they're like, oh, it's it's healthy to be overweight. So I see this a lot online. Do you have any thoughts on kind of how this plays out? Or is this something you typically deal with when you deal with patients? When I deal with clients, they're not usually at a space where they feel okay yeah. being who they are. 
um, very uncomfortable in their skin. And what that does is it creates an environment within yourself where all of that hatred, all of that guilt, all of that shame is just swirling around and it's distracting. It's very distracting. Um, if your goal is to love yourself, then how is hating yourself going to get you there? Yeah. That's my thought on that. <clears throat> but um, disillusionment, uh, that's also not going to serve you. Yeah. So having the perception that, um, you know, if, if this is the case, say a person is, uh, you know, 50 pounds overweight and maybe their numbers are still in the okay zone, um, you know, maybe they don't have high blood pressure yet. Maybe they don't have um, diabetes, things like that. Um, but maybe they're right at the cusp, mm -hmm. you know. They are being told that everything's fine, that, you know, the doctor has given their stamp of approval, everything looks great, sends you on your way. But again, they're dealing very specifically with a small, you know, kind of, they're only looking at that one thing. Yeah. And it doesn't give you a, a picture of the actual person. And so, you know, that's why oftentimes I will ask for your blood work so I can take a look at that and, you know, make sure that you're not uh, confused about, you know, some of that stuff. Because it's important to be very clear about where you are. You know, I need to know where you're starting from, but you very much need to know where you're starting from. So being very honest about, you know, Yes, you're right. Currently, you do not have any of those health issues. Let's make sure that you don't. Yeah. You know, let's make sure that, you know, and instead of focusing on the aesthetic, you know, let's, that will come. You know, that's, that's a side effect. That'll happen anyway. Um, you're going to look great in those jeans when we're done, hopefully. Um, but that's not really what I'm concerned with. Yeah. You know, I want you to feel good. So um, if I was blessed with a person that felt uh, fabulous and you know super cute yeah right from the start that would actually benefit that person it would actually uh, end up helping them in the long run good so as long as it was an honest you know perception yeah and not just something that they're saying yeah yeah <laughs> that's right I always feel people spend too much time online that's one of my big things is people spend too much time online yep. and they take too much too many cues from mm -hmm. popular culture. Yep. And that's one that I've always, the denial of any sort of realistic consequences mm -hmm. is pretty, pretty big online. Yeah. I don't want to get too, too much into that. No, I, that's pretty common. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> I hear you completely. Um, again, it's I think it's about being honest. Yeah. And if you're being authentic, then that's a completely different scenario. Um, you know, if you're just telling your things because that's what you're reading on social media and you mm -hmm. think that that's, um, you know, where where it's going to serve you, maybe it needs some more work. Yeah. So. So, you know, this is kind of the same area for questions. It's probably the same similar answers. But then, especially with so much misinformation kind mm -hmm. of going around online, people, and then conflicting information. Mm -hmm. It happens a lot because... Science changes, studies change, people, you, you understand. Yep, uh, studies are biased. Yes. So where do you deal with some of this? Because I've seen it just in some of the members here at the co-work where the, I am, I lost 40 pounds pretty recently. Nice. Because I'm slowly trying to get back there. I get it. I'm overweight, you know. Yeah. And 
But when I told him, he's like, oh, you look really good. And I'm like, yeah, I've lost like 40 pounds. He's like, oh, what do you do? Intermittent fasting or this yep. or this. And I'm like, I, I stopped shoving so much food in my mouth. Like, that's kind of the very basics of it, right? And so do you get, like, clients who are just a little too knowledgeable <laughs> or a little confused? And because there's a lot going on there. Yeah, there is. And it's, um, <laughs> I think, across the board, every single client I've ever had has said at one point or another, it's so overwhelming. Yeah. The amount of information out there is so overwhelming, and it is. And uh, one of the things that I really tell people is that, yes, I will help you. Yes, I will guide you. Yes, I will educate you. But this is the information I'm sharing with you is only my truth. Yeah. You know, um, I don't know when people ask me to make a recommendation, like a blanket statement, good for everybody. I can't do that. Yeah. You know, you're not your neighbor, you're not your coworker. So it's going to depend on your schedule. It's going to depend on your, you know, your needs, your, your allergies, your bot, your food preferences. Yeah. Um, you know, do you have support in your family? Do you have time for food prep? You know, and these are the things that I kind of take a person's hand and walk them through because you can't come into an office for, you know, 20 minutes and have me hand out a printout from Google, you know, to you and say, well, these are the foods you can't have now and then send you on your way, that just, you know, what does that look like on a plate, you know? Yeah. How do I cook these other foods that I don't, I've never seen before? Yeah. So I think that it's important for people to get back to intuitive eating, which is kind of a, a fancy way of just saying uh, your body knows what you need. Yeah. It really does. So we get over the hump of the craving portion because a lot of times people are eating out of just cravings mm -hmm. and um you know in habits a lot of times people are just eating habitually you know we're not we're in autopilot a lot of times in life and eating is no different so being able to get to a point after that initial period of you know let's let's get away from this this hump once we get to this portion of things um that's when the good stuff happens because yeah. people can really start to listen to their bodies and go oh wait a minute i made this entire plate of food but I'm full now and I can stop eating so they do and um, you know that's kind of a really cool uh, moment for me when people let me know that they're now um, you know making very conscious decisions based on a mindful eating experience so if you're paying attention to your body to the signals to you know the foods that you're putting in front of yourself um, you're you're way, way, way ahead of the game. Way ahead. Yeah. So, yeah. Intuitive eating is kind of where it gets, but I definitely have a plant-based approach. Mm -hmm. um, you know, but if a person's only ever eaten out of a box and they're 600 pounds and, you know, they only maybe have the ability to get to a dollar store for their groceries, that's not that's not a connection that we can initially get yeah. to, right? Because yeah. once I figure out where you are. Um, we work from there so it's going to be too much of a leap if I take a person from that to you know say you know being vegan or yeah. something like that that's that's setting you up for failure yeah right which that's, is not how yeah. I roll it's also a very I think that's where most people get the idea that eating healthy is expensive yes because so I used to work out a lot so I used to hear that a lot yeah um, they're like oh it's too expensive and I'm mm -hmm. like well if you're eating the same quantity it can be you know, buying, 
enough food to, fi- to feed a 600-pound person, yep. like, via lettuce. Yeah. <laughs> could be expensive. Yeah, that would be tricky. Yeah. But, you know, as you start narrowing that down and narrowing it down, it becomes much more affordable. Definitely. When you're eating, a, like, a normal amount of food. <laughs> well, the amount of food is a huge part of it. You're right. Yep. And the other part of it, too, is that when you get away from um, prepackaged you know, pre-made foods, mm-hmm. and you start getting into stuff that just grows here, like, you know, plants and beans and um, whole grains and stuff like that. That stuff's cheap. It's really cheap. Yeah. Um, so if I, if I can kind of get you to a point where you're understanding that these main components of your diet are pennies, it's it's kind of cool to see. Yeah. I love I love my job. <laughs> That's pretty cool. In case, case you didn't notice. Yeah. So is there anything you want to go over before we take off? Yeah, actually, um, I'm doing two workshops, and I would love to uh, just let people know about that. Mm-hmm. So workshops are actually where I'm kind of um, spending a lot of my time recently, and it's been really cool because it's, A, less expensive, um, which means a lot more people get to hopefully get some um, education and support. And the other component of that is that uh, I can uh, speak to more people. Um, so the first one coming up is called relieving pain and inflammation. So because I've dealt with so many different conditions, I tend to specifically work on an area for each workshop. So this one dealing with pain and inflammation is going to be on Saturday the 15th, and it's in Allenstown, um, at address to be um, announced, and people can go right online. There's an event page for that. It's called Relieving Pain and Inflammation. And it's hosted by Devon's Holistic Wellness. Um, so that one should be great. I'm doing that one actually, um, collaborating with another professional in the wellness area, Nicole Buttermore. And she is a licensed massage therapist mm-hmm. who also has a uh, CBD product, um, pain creams and that sort of thing. Nice. Um, some herbal blends and stuff. So that should be amazing. She's absolutely gifted at what she does. Um, the other workshop that I'm doing is actually a bit of a retreat. It's an entire weekend um, at a gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous bed and breakfast in in Hollis called the Timber Post. Mm-hmm. Um, just stunning. Oh my gosh, it's so amazing. And uh, I'm collaborating with a, a wonderful woman by the name of Gail Craft. And uh, that one's called Healthy Living Revolution. And um, Gail has written some books. Um, you know, it would be hard to describe her, but if I had to, I would say she is maybe like a, a soul shaman, um, which is, you know, a bizarre way of um, explaining that she she takes you to parts of yourself that you didn't know you could get to. Yeah. So, um, and she gives some really great um, exercises and that sort of thing, some strategies. We're going to feed everybody um, all of their meals. It's all included. So... Again, it's online. We have an event page, Healthy Living Revolution, um, and that's myself and Gail Craft. So really excited about these. Looking forward to it. Awesome. So thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. Thank you guys so much for watching. Um, Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, all the fun stuff, and we'll see you next time. Want more New Hampshire Business Show? Find us at iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and www.nhbusinessshow.com.